Hi, I'm Rich Fournier. And in this episode, I sit down with Brian Carp, who's an associate realtor with Remax Eastern Properties in Long Island, New York. Now, in 2019, he was awarded the number one ranking in sales production by Remax LLC for New York. And as a single producer, he sold 205 properties. And in this episode, he's going to share with you how he used his learning disability to his advantage and turned it into his superpower to become a powerhouse in the real estate industry in Long Island, New York. So stay tuned. Here we go. Have you ever wondered why some people thrive in all areas of their life? Welcome to the Peak Results Academy podcast with your host, Rich Fournier. Each week, we interview industry experts who consistently dominate in the fields of health, business, and beyond. Our mission is to share their personal struggles and strategies so that you can create your own peak results. Welcome to the Academy. Hello, everybody. Rich Forney here from Peak Results Academy Podcast. I'm super excited to be having, well, one of the top producers in the United States on our podcast this morning. As you know, Peak Results Academy Podcast is about digging deep within the lives of successful people to figure out and to figure out deep within them what has helped them create a peak result in their business and their life. Today, I'm really excited to have Brian Karp on this particular episode. He is from Long Island, New York. Brian, welcome to the podcast. Good morning. Super excited to have you today, sir. Um, your results speak for themselves, but we're going to chat a little bit about what you've accomplished um, over the course of your life, what has enabled you to have these type of results that um, really puts you in a rarefied air. Very few people in the real estate business do uh, this type of production. Um, definitely speaks to the quality of human being you are, because what I have found is that people who produce at this high level are really serving lots and lots of people. Absolutely. I would agree with you 100%. No, I'm, uh, I'm super excited for the opportunity to share with your listeners and uh, really dive deep and get to meet you and kind of uh, unpack everything I've done and hopefully be able to give some good nuggets to everybody listening and they could take away uh, some positive uh, stuff. Well, I definitely think you're going to share a lot of great, uh, great information. Now, success has kind of followed you for a long time. I mean, you were a two-time All-American, uh, Division One athlete, um, super difficult to attain those sorts of things. Maybe you can give me a bit of background on your sports background, your athletic background, and then how did that translate into the real estate industry? Sure. So uh, I guess, you know, let's kind of, um, uh, you know, bring it back. Like this is the first comic book, the initial comic book, how it all got started. So I grew up in Belmore, <clears throat> which is in Nassau County. And when we were speaking before we jumped on the recording, if you guys aren't from New York or Long Island, basically picture Long Island like a candy bar. And there's two pieces of the candy bar. There's Nassau County, which is the first half. That's the western half of uh, Long Island. And then there's Suffolk County, where I live out today, which is the eastern part. So I grew up in Nassau County. I was never the school person. I wasn't a bad kid in school. I just literally had zero interest in school. I was the kid who sat in science class with my knee jumping up and down. And the 45-minute class felt like four hours. And I would stare right above the door was a clock and that clock would be frozen. And it's funny because I wake up today at 4 a.m., I go to bed at 9 p.m. and the day is gone in a flash. So it's amazing when you find what you are passionate about, you find out what you were meant to do and what you were meant to be involved in, how time just melts away. Um, 
My father um, was a union uh, construction worker. He worked for Con Edison for 35 years. So he said to me right at the high school, he said, listen, you know, school's not for everybody. And if you're not great in school or you have trouble in school, why don't you go to a BOCES? So what I actually did is half of my high school career, I went to a trade school and I learned the trade of electrical. And that was my plan. My plan was to graduate high school and go out and get a union job and get into the trades. My dad said, you'll always have a great retirement. You'll have a great pension. You'll never be laid off and you'll be set for life. It turned out my senior year in college, I, uh, I'm sorry, my senior year in high school, I got offered a full scholarship, full scholarship to play football in college. And I was really at the crossroads because school was definitely not my thing. So my father was like, listen, why don't you just get out there in the workforce? You'll start off as an apprentice. Before you know it, you'll be 22 years old. You'll be a full mechanic at top pay. My mother, who came from the education side, said, you cannot turn down free school. So I was like, oh, my God, which one do I do? And as any young boy does, I was sure not ready to go out into the workforce. And I just saw it as an opportunity to kind of find myself and really um, find out what I wanted to do in my life and, and kind of just explore. And being that I was always such a huge jock and such a big athlete, I, at that time, that was my obsession was athletics and football. So I said, why not? Why not go to school? And I ended up going to Stony Brook University, uh, graduated as a two-time All-American. Wow. That's, a, that's pretty impressive. Very few people do that. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at, where did you get that drive? I mean, there's, you know, it sounds like you, you, you did have some challenges focusing and things you didn't like. And so where did you get the drive to push so hard and focus in, in, in a particular sport? So what it, what it was is growing up, the reason why school was so difficult for me is I have a severe learning disability. I'm dyslexic. Yep. Um, so what dyslexia is, it's a learning disability that takes any letters and numbers and inverse them. And it makes it very, very difficult to read and write. And um, today, uh, in my business, if it wasn't for Siri and Alexa, when I say her, she'll say hi. Um, when it, if it wasn't for Siri and Alexa, I wouldn't be able to run my business because today my reading level is only on a fourth or fifth grade level. When I was younger, there was none of this technology as it is today. And I relied on my mother when I was a young boy. Um, I relied on my wife when I started you know, becoming an older uh, adult. So I think that 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 um that disability made me just have a different work ethic than a lot of other people and also gave me this drive to succeed now i couldn't really succeed in school and writing papers but it allowed me to build other things that i think um pushed me past um on other aspects and other stuff that i was able to do do you mind if we touch base on your production level sure please it's it's different um you, um, you were the number one agent in sales production in New York. Is that New York State? Yes, that's New York State. For Remax. Um, and you sold 205 homes last year on your own. Is that true? That is true. Yeah, absolutely. As an individual agent? As an individual agent. There's no team. Um, there is there's a lot of, I have a lot of admin. I have a lot of support staff. But every one of those 205 transactions, I met with those sellers. Uh, I negotiated every one of those transactions. 
I made sure every single one of them got to the closing table and I stayed in contact with every single one of those people. It's phenomenal. I, I must admit, you know, my belief is that, you know, this podcast is located out of Toronto, Canada and the, the transaction style in, in Canada is a lot different than the United States. So we put together a deal, um, but it's the lawyers and mortgage brokers that get the deal to the end. Mm-hmm. All we are is we insert ourselves in the middle of the transaction. You guys do it all. We do, not, we do a lot of it. We're probably a little similar to you guys. We're not like Florida or North Carolina. Okay. Um, what we do is we market the properties. We, in essence, put the deal together. I like to say we, we put the deal together on a silver platter. And then we actually hand it to the attorneys. So here in New York, we do use real estate attorneys. Uh, and then there's um, banks or mortgage brokers or loan officers that bring in the funding to the transaction. Because I would say about 90% of the transactions are being funded via a bank or some type of lender. So, uh, so very similar to us then. Mm-hmm. Very similar to how we operate here in Ontario. Um, you know, attaining a number one position in real estate I don't care what area you're in, what market you're in, is, is very difficult to do. I um, mean, it looks great on TV. Um, the real estate shows make it seem so glamorous, but <clears throat> truth is, it's a hustle. Not in a bad way, meaning that you have to work very hard to get market share. What separates you from the average agent that maybe is getting by with five or 10 transactions, maybe 15 transactions in a year? I think what it was is that when I first started this business, I didn't have $1 to my name. So I never had $1 to spend on buying leads or marketing. So from the way, way beginning, I basically had to go to the street to create business. So I really uh, built the skills of a salesperson. Uh, So I'm a huge prospector. I still, even today, as large as my business is today, I still carve out time to prospect because that is the lifeblood of anybody's business is to continue to bring the leads in and continue to build the business in. So I think from the way, way beginning, I learned the, the hard way to build, but also it, it wasn't like, a, it, it's not, you know, I, there's a, an old school analogy, you know, teach, teach a person to fish and they'll be able to eat forever instead of just giving them a fish. And I learned, okay, it wasn't a broker owner giving me leads. It wasn't I was buying Zillow leads or, or pay for or Google ads. I had to really go out there and knock doors and cold call and build, um, and build my business from the ground up. So I think because I built it and it took me so, so long to build it that I built it in the right aspect and I think that's what sets me apart from a lot of real estate agents. You know, there's a mindset to be able to do that, though, Brian. Like, you know, to know something is, is, is to know something. But then they actually execute on the knowledge is, is something entirely different. And the execution is where 99% of people fall down. I mean, what kind of gave, how did you develop that mindset or emotional strength to knock on doors, cold call, or whatever you did? on a daily basis. Like that's, that's so Richard, what it, what it really is, is that I realized that I was never going to be a doctor. I was going to be a lawyer. I was never going to be an engineer. So if I wanted to live 
if I wanted to live the life of my dreams and the life that I knew that I was destined for, there was only one way sales. So to me, like I had no other choice. It was that or to be average or to just to be a, a part of, of the, of the sheep is just not my personality. So to me that it was, it was life or death. It was going to be that or just be average. And one of my biggest things is I'm all about, I'm all about building and moving up in every aspect of my life, not just my business, not just my, my, uh, my, my sales production. I'm just, I'm obsessed with being a better version of myself in every aspect. So if I was going to continue to build myself and, and become what I wanted to be, there was no other way to do it, but sales. So I had to hit the streets. Got it. Got it. So you literally burnt the bridge, right? Or you burnt the boat and said, I'm resting my hat on something. I will never look right or left ever again. This is what I'm focusing on. Yep. Period. Period. Did you have self-doubt through the process? I, I did. There was a lot of self-doubt. And, and, you know, I like to say I'm the, I'm the 12 year overnight success because, <laughs> but, but it, it's true because I only woke up a year or two ago and, and, and finally looked back and was like, wait, look, look at all these awards. Look at all these, look at all these sales. Like I was just so much having my head down and just working my face off every single day, every single second. And then I turn around and someone's like, Brian, you just did a hundred transactions. All right, let's go. Let's keep going. Brian, you just did 150 transactions. All right, let's keep going. Brian, you, you just broke 200 transactions. Like that's not even, it doesn't even exist. And I was like, all right, great. So to me, it's, it was never that I was like, okay, this is great. Look what's happening to me. I'm like, put my head down and just work because that's my, that's how I was brought up. If you want something, you just outwork the competition. Will Smith says this. You could put, and I, and I believe this about myself, you could put me and anybody else on a treadmill and I'll die before I get off that treadmill. And that's just been my mindset and my work ethic since the day I was born. Because remember, it all goes back to my disability. I, to just be able to get through school, I had to work three times as hard as every single other person. In every aspect of my life, I have to work three times as hard because I can't read the written word. Listen, I'm a 37-year-old grown businessman who has to ask my seven-year-old child to read the menu to me. But that's my life, and I wouldn't give it up for anything. But you just have to get – that's my mindset with everything. You made it your superpower. Mm -hmm. Literally, you took something that could have stifled you and um... – destroyed your life, never given you a future and made it your superpower. It became your foundational piece to, to drive for the, for your entire life. I mean, it's extraordinary. And listen, every single, because this podcast is really going to go to real estate agents and brokers and real estate communities. Is that, is that true? I'd say probably 70 to 80% of it. Yeah. Okay. So every, even the real estate investors or even someone who's just, uh, you know, in your inner circle that is, that is, um, a, that loves real estate or likes real estate. Like every single one of us has a winning lotto ticket. It's just, are you going to cash it? And that was my feeling getting involved in real estate, that this was a, a winning lotto ticket. And everyone's like, well, Brian, how are you still doing this production after years and years of doing a hundred houses, a hundred houses? How are you still have this drive? I still have this drive because I, this is a, this is a, a gift. This is a gift from God. And I would be foolish to not cash that ticket. And that's all I've been doing. 
cashing the ticket. <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting. One of the, um, um, one of the guys on um, Million Dollar Listing New York, you know, said something really interesting about the real estate business. And there, and I got to admit, there are times why I've absolutely not liked it at all. Didn't want to be part of it because of the time commitment, not seeing my kids, not seeing my wife um, in, in those in weak moments of, of my, my own mind. This is something really interesting. He said, what other business can you borrow an asset to put it in the market that's not even yours and then sell it and make money? and serve people in the process. Absolutely. There is no other business that I can do that. Any other business, I got to have inventory. I got to have capital costs, capital expenditures, like we do in real estate. But let's be honest, we're not holding a million dollars worth of inventory that's we've paid for. A hundred percent. This is, and, and I think what he says is, is a hundred percent dead on. And this is one of the least expensive startup businesses. So I was always obsessed where I knew, I knew I was different and I knew I wanted, I was an entrepreneur, but I didn't know what aspect to really get into. And I'll kind of bring you back a little bit. I ended up graduating from Stony Brook University, two-time All-American. It's 2005, top of the real estate market here in, in New York. And, I, and I, I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, oh my God, I should have listened to my father. I should have got a construction job. Like, what am I going to do in my life? And a buddy of mine gave me this book. And this book changed my life forever. The book was called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I'm sure everyone's read it. If you haven't, then jump on Amazon and order it. The book's by a guy named Robert Kiyosaki. And all it talks about is real estate, entrepreneurship, and passive income. I, I read that book. And now that you guys really know the real Brian Carp, I didn't read the book. I listened to it because your boy doesn't read. But after listening to that book, it literally changed my life. And I ran out top of the real estate market, and I bought a two-family house. And at that time, my wife today was just my girlfriend, so she was living upstairs, giving me $500 a month. And I rented out the entire downstairs for two grand. And my mortgage payment was $2,100. So literally, I'm living there at 20 years old, and I'm making $400 a month. And I had the aha moment. And I'm like, this is it. This is what I'm gonna do in my life. I'm gonna start buying rental properties. So 12 years ago, I got my real estate license for one reason. I wanted to be an inside player. And then I started this business as a part-time job. My first year, I sold three houses, friends, friends and family. Then I sold 10. Then I sold 20. So I feel like this, this business uh, gives you a gift. It gives you a gift to make these little piles of money. But the difference between me and a lot of other people and a lot of other agents is what do you do with that money? How do you turn that little pile of money into a stream of income forever? Because that's how you build generational wealth. And that's always what I've been striving for in this business is this business has given me a gift that I'm going to be able to change my life, my family's life, and God willing, my kids' kids' lives. What's the average resale in your area? Just so my, I'm very laser focused on what business I, um, I deal with. So um, I only, um, the average price in Suffolk County is 433,000. My average is probably about 470. My sweet spot is probably 300 to around seven to 750. Not that I don't carry a few 900s and a few low uh, seven-figure properties, 
but I like the property that we're able to move through what I call my marketing machine within a 30 to 40 day timeline. Got it. So I like the inventory that moves quick because I'm, I'm someone who's always got to be moving, shaking and hustling. And you know, th this is, this business is the thrill. I'm not playing for the money every single day. I'm playing because I love the negotiation. I love putting deals together. I love the grind. I love the hustle. So I like that, that, that property that moves and doesn't just sit on the market for six months. And a lot of the inventory in Long Island, you know, uh, above a million dollars just sits and sits on the market. So there's a couple of things that come to my mind. Um, a broker owner up here had said once that, a top producer can't be taught to be a top producer. Um, you, on the other hand, were not really a top producer for, you know, for a long time, maybe not a long time, but a little while, but you learned how to become a top producer because you learned how to focus on a superpower. <laughs> like, like, let's talk about that because that's real. And by the way, I, I so love your transparency. Um, Ken, does someone have it innately or can someone learn how to be a top producer? No, I think it's absolutely something that could be learned without a doubt. You know, the nice thing is about, about success is success leaves clues mm -hmm. and none of us have to reinvent the wheel. And I, and I think that's what's so amazing about this business. All they have to do is consume your content, follow me and the content that I'm putting out there or other top producing people and model themselves after that, and the success will come. That's the, that's the great thing about this business. There is a roadmap. Someone has left prints in the sand, and all that has to be done by any agent that's listening is just follow the footprints that we've left behind. You know, we're going to talk about COVID-19 and what's happening in your market, because I think it's very timely. We need to talk about it. We can't just not talk about it. But... Aside from COVID-19, if you were to give someone a new agent today in the age of the internet, right? Let's be honest, in the age of lead gen, Zillow, Trula, Redfin, which are not big players here in Canada at this point. They're really not. Um, huge in the United States. Um, lead gen, all those sorts of capture mechanisms, landing pages, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Door knocking, um, cold calls, if you're even allowed to do that anymore in New York. If someone was to come to you today and say, right, what do I do? What do I do right now to get started in real estate and to thrive over the next five years? Sure. Really, really, really super easy. It's what I did my first day in real estate. I got in my car. And if anyone jumps on my website, they'll see that my car today is wrapped with my face on it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. but, you know, 12 years ago, it was just, it's the same car just so you know a little bit how I run my finances, but it wasn't wrapped. It was just a 2010 Camry. I drove it three blocks away from my house. I got out and for three days straight, I just knocked every single door. Hi, my name is Brian Karp. At that time I was working at a different brokerage, but I'm working at Banana Real Estate. Are you interested in selling your house? And I did that for three days straight until I got the first person who said to me, Brian, you know, the guy over there is going through a divorce. He's going to be selling. So I went over there. I knocked on the door and I said, hi, I'm Brian from Banana Real Estate. Are you interested in selling your house? He said, yes. Brought me in. Next thing you know, I had my first listing. 
So that's where I tell every single real estate agent to start because that's how I started. And I've taken that and built it into today, which is one of the biggest businesses um, in New York. And who knows, you know, even from there. Do you, um, <laughs> so I, I agree with you completely. Here's the challenge. Why won't someone go do that? So I, why won't someone do that? I don't know why someone won't do that, but I think it goes back to me playing athletics at a high level. I'm Richard. I'm very coachable. Hmm. If you tell me what to do, or you give me the roadmap, I'm just going to do it. Do you stop? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just going to ask you, I'm not going to ask you why I'm not going to ask you what, what, what could happen. I'm not ever going to think it. If you told me to go into my backyard and start digging because that's going to make me a successful real estate agent. I'm just going to start digging a hole. I'm not going to ask you why I'm not going to ask you, am I going to get my shoes dirty? I'm not going to ask you what do I do with the dirt? I'm just going to do it. And I think that is the problem with new agents and even veteran agents. Everyone knows what to do, but they just don't take action. Like here, here, how about this? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in the sales game. I'm in the numbers game. And what I mean by that is, Richard, if you go to 50 houses and I go to 500 houses, I'm going to smoke you regardless how scripted you are or what product you're selling. I'm going to smoke you because it's a numbers game. And that's what real estate's all about. It's a numbers game. Period. Period. Oh, you're a breath of fresh air. <laughs> no, seriously. I, you know, everyone talked to like some people out there are saying tips, tools, tricks, lead capture sites you know, which I think have some merit in our business world because people are hiding behind this thing right now. They hide behind the phone. And yeah. so I think we do need to play in that space. But where we are located today, which is just north of Toronto, I mean, we're still allowed to knock on a door. Why wouldn't Absolutely. you do Absolutely. Absolutely. And listen, I think that those are the basics. And that's how you build a business from three houses, yeah. friends and family, to yeah. over 100. And then how do you take it from 100 to 200 is just the next level of building out a brand and becoming a brand name in certain neighborhoods. But I think for anyone starting and most agents or even small teams would be more than happy with 100 transactions. 100%. So you don't need to spend $1 on buying an ad or doing any kind of Zillow or being uh, in Zillow. I have a that if everyone, anyone wants to jump on my YouTube uh, page. My staff just launched it not too long ago. It's Brian Carp LI. I have one where I kind of rip Zillow apart. And we were always afraid that Zillow is going to come down my block in like a black van and throw me in the back of it. Because really what Zillow does is it, it takes data from our MLS. And then what it does is it charges real estate agents to promote themselves on it. That's really all it does. And I kind of break it down for my clients as sellers and buyers, how Zillow works and how they rearrange who is the agent and who's this and who's that. Um, so it's, it's all there. I've given, I've, even in the 29 minutes we've been speaking so far, I've given just the basic tools that every agent needs to start production. Can a person, can a person just do that? and thrive? Absolutely. 
there, maybe it's just not door knocking, but it's going after expired listings for sale by owners with drawings. Um, and for people, I, sometimes I say those and I don't know the uh, people I'm speaking to, so they need a little more explanation, but an expired listing in New York is someone was listed with another broker, which means they raise their hand and they want to sell their home and the contract expired. The contract is no longer valid. And here in New York, we're allowed to go to the door or call that person to introduce ourselves and solicit their business. Right. I was the king of expireds in 2010, 11, 12, because in Long Island, uh, New York, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a seller's market. It was very much a buyer's market. And every morning when I would wake up, I would, there would be 10 or 12 expireds in every single market. So to me, it was a very easy way to find people who have already raised their hand, like the low hanging fruit, people who are already interested in selling and had a bad experience. And I was, it was, there was such a time, Richard, back in those years that an agent from XYZ Realty would say to their client, do you want to extend the contract? And the homeowner would be like, no, I'm going to take it off the market. I'm going to think about it. That agent would say, I just want to let you know that Brian Carp is going to be at your door the next morning. That is um, extraordinary because you know, somebody, there was a comment that was made, don't worry about how much work you put in. Just keep working till you don't even have to introduce yourself anymore. Mm-hmm. There you go. And, 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 you know, it's very funny because I, you know, I, I gave the quick story of my first day in real estate and I, and I started knocking doors in my, in my neighborhood that I live in and don't, it took me three days to find someone and doors were being slammed in my face. People were in front of the glass and there was like this, go away, go away. And it's very refreshing today because when I do that today in my neighborhoods, the people open the doors and they're like this, Brian, how are you? Literally like I'm the mayor and I may have never met them before. And they say, Brian, we see your face. We see your signs. We see you everywhere. So to me, that is the, the biggest validation that I built a sustainable business and a, a stable brand in those neighborhoods. In those neighborhoods. Um, do you do a lot of mail drops today? Mail drops? I don't do any mail drops. Don't do any mail drops. I don't do any mail drops. Nope. Wow. I don't do any penny savers. I don't do any hometown shoppers. I don't do anything. There. I even had someone come up to me one day and they're like, Brian, we see you everywhere. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, thank you. They're like, we even were at the uh, movies, the local movie theater, and we saw your face, you know, on the on the uh, projection screen before the movie started. And I spoke to them, and I wasn't going to tell them that. That's incorrect, but I've never bought ads on a, uh, on a movie screen, but it just shows how much they thought that I was everywhere. And that has literally been done from having the market share in my neighborhoods. So having signs everywhere, yeah. having my face, which is the brand, like that's very important. You know, I see agents that they have a certain key name or they have a certain brand name, but I, from the very beginning, I looked at some of the major, major brands and I said, how do I, how do I turn myself into a brand? So what I did is I built a brand around my face and I'm not saying that, that I, I, I'm not this arrogant person who thinks that I'm this gorgeous person. I'm, I'm, you know, I am just this person who realized that my face could be the brand name. So now when I'm out there coaching my kids sports, people see my face. Oh, that's the real estate guy. 
or people see my cars, oh, that's the real estate guy. People see my signs, that's the real estate guy. And we've been very, very strategic. All the signs are unique. You know, they're all exactly the same. All across the board, there is the brand looks super, everything is exactly the same. And we've done that on purpose where we haven't even changed my photo on my signs, even though I've lost a little weight, just because we wanted to keep everything exactly the same, because that's the brand. My brand even has a jingle. My brand even has flags. My brand even has cookies and emojis because my face is the brand. You know, I think you're right. Well, I mean, your results tell me you're right. Um, because when I look at in each community that I have conversations in, um, anyone who has market share, uh, they've actually created it around their face and their own personal brand. That's, and anyone who, and anyone who has it really hasn't garnered the type of market share that you, that you're experiencing hundred percent. If you look at COVID-19 today, how are you communicating with your circle of influence? I don't, like you, I don't like using the word database. It's your circle of influence. People who know, like, and trust you. How are you communicating with them during this time? I'm not sure where, how you guys are treating this in um, Long Island, but I know here in Ontario, we're kind of shut down. We are an essential service, but there's a lot of things. We, 90, 99% of things we can't do like we normally did. So, yeah, so how, what, what we do is what we call that is we call that my inner circle. Mm-hmm. So to gain, to become a part of my inner circle, you're yep. basically either one of my past clients. Yep. You're either a friend of, a friend of uh, myself or Jessica or my parents or my in-laws. You're possibly an attorney we do, have done business with, a bank that we've done business with. So our inner circle is yep. thousands and thousands of people. And what we do is we communicate with them constantly. And with the COVID-19, we are just over-communicating with everybody because I, I honestly believe that brands are going to be um, defined about the way that they conduct business and the way they handle uh, COVID-19. So we are, generally, we do a monthly, I call it newsletter but now this is not a newsletter like a lot of the other real estate agents or brokers are doing where it says, turn the clocks back or the leaves are changing or change your fire, uh, change your batteries in your um, smoke detector. Every single month I put out a personal video newsletter, which actually is just Brian Carp's story. Because I think one of the reasons I've been so mega successful is there's nothing that I hide. Like, this is who you get. Who you're getting on this podcast is who every one of my sellers get, who my kids get, who my parents get. Like this is me that, and I don't hide anything. I'm a total transparent open book. So when we are sending out my monthly newsletter, it's literally what is going on in my head, what's going on in my personal life, what Jessica and myself are striving to do, what we're doing. So what we're actually gonna be putting out on my, and I don't know when this podcast is gonna be released, but what we are going to be putting out today on all of my social platforms and putting out to our uh, inner circle is just like you guys, we're basically shut down. They do consider us an, an essential um, business, 
but brokers and agents are not allowed to show houses right now, which kind of really stops everything. They're yep. saying we could do a virtual tour or we could do like an iPhone and, and walk someone around. But at the end of the day, nobody's buying a house um, without walking in the front door unless you're a real estate investor, developer, or you're buying at a deep, deep discount. An end user is going to want to walk in there and see how, how big the rooms really are, how the rooms are laid out. So it, it has kind of frozen our business and there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of scared people. There's sectors that have been shut down here in New York. The restaurant business, the catering business, the car business, they even shut down construction. So what Jessica and myself have been praying about and what we've decided to do and we're gonna be launching it in the next day or two, is we're gonna be giving away $100 a day for the next 25 days in um, supermarket gift card. So there's been a lot of our inner circle, there's been a lot of our community that have been tremendously impacted by COVID-19. And they've lost their, there's hours that have been lost, they've been laid off, laid off, and they're scared. And they don't know how they're gonna scrape together enough money maybe to go food shopping. So what we want to do is we want to support Long Island who has supported me and my family for decades and has been so good to us. So even in a time where it's scary because real estate shut down and who knows when the next house is going to be selling, we still want to give back because that's, that's how I've been brought up that we give back. And when we get knocked down, we get right back up. And that's what I teach my kids. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be basically giving away $100 for the next 25 days uh, to anyone in my inner circle, anyone on my social platforms. So we're super, super excited about uh, announcing that in the next day or two. That's amazing. I love that you're giving back. People really do need it. We're seeing it in our community. Um, I think very similar, we're shut down. Kids aren't going to school anymore. Um, all, I mean, new construction permits were are no more. They're not happening. Um, um, very challenging time, um, but I do believe this. I do believe this, the people that perform during this time, and I mean performing, that reaching out to your database, reaching out, not to ask them if they're buying or selling, say, thank you so much. If it's a lead that you've got online, hey, thanks, Rich, or it's X from Banana Real Estate. Thank you so much for being part of our circle. I'm just reaching out. I know it's a really crappy time. Is everything okay at your house? Do you need anything? Can we deliver anything to your house? And I genuinely mean that. And then shut up and have a conversation with people because people Absolutely. are tired and they're scared. And I, you know, some people are just kind of, you know, diving under their sheets and watching Netflix. It's now. Now is the opportunity to serve your community to the best ability that you can afford to do it. And if even it's just having a conversation with people, this is the moment now. And uh, I think people are very open to having that conversation. So a lot of people don't agree with me, but I think it's super important to do it now. No, this is, this is the time that, you know, everyone's character is really tested. And this is when, you know, business owners and people are really going to look back and say, how did, how did Richard act? How did Brian act? And how did my business act? And this is what we do when times are tough and times are scary. We are, you know, listen, during a normal year, we are always doing different fundraisers for the community. We are always donating money to different charities because that's who we are. So just because the real estate market shut down and people are scared, now we're doubling down. Doesn't mean we're going to stop. Now, now we're moving even faster. 
Got it. Got it. Um, if you can look at the top three qualities that separate an average agent from a top 1%, top 2% agent, can you kind of define those top three qualities for us? I think, in your opinion, right? In my opinion, I think it's going to be work ethic. Yeah. You know, I, I think that um, people are happy working, you know, 40 hours a week. Yeah. And they think, you know, you, you, you can't look at anyone mega successful and not expect them to be all in on, the, on everything. And you have to, people all the time, like, Brian, how, how do you balance everything? I'm not balanced. There's no balance. I'm obsessed. I'm over the top. I'm crazy. I'm nuts. Um, but this is my passion. This is what I do. So I think anyone who is super successful, you look at a Steve Jobs, you look at a Warren Buffett, they're obsessed with what they do. And if you're not obsessed with it, you're not going to be great. You're not going to be amazing at it. So I think it's that, it's that idea of obsession. Like I'm, I am only, I'm here serving all of my clients but they're getting my knowledge because I'm so obsessed with real estate and the real estate market. And I'm such a guru at it because there's no one who knows it better than me because I'm literally in it every single second. So I think that that's a huge quality of somebody. Um, what are the other qualities? The work ethic. Um, I also think it's, it's a bigger, it's a bigger picture. I think one of the, one of the other reasons that I've been able to be very successful is Every decision I make, it's not a right now decision. It's a five year decision. So every piece of my business and everything that comes across my plate, it's how would that impact my family, myself, five years out? So I'm, I'm a big proponent of someone, I'm playing the long game. Okay. And everything I've done in my business has been long game. That's not, listen, handling this transaction may not this outcome may not be beneficial for brian right now but it's the right thing to do so that's what i do so across the board it's always what's the right thing to do and what's the what's the long-term play that's going to benefit everybody in the situation those are three great pieces of advice you're talking work ethic being absolutely obsessed and being great at what you do and number three, focus on the long game, doing the right thing for people. Those are the top three things. Got mm -hmm. it. We'll make sure everyone knows. Listen, there's a couple of things, a couple, two more things I want to talk about before we end this, this episode today. One was um, um, what's an actionable strategy for agents that they can do today that's going to further their career. And then secondly, at the last of it, I want to talk about, about your project that you have um that you want to share to the world and i think it's it's a great um objective and i want to support that so first what's an actionable strategy that a, that an agent can do today to further their business in this crisis double whatever you're doing so if you are prospecting one hour a day bring it to two hours a day if you and listen not everybody is prospecting the way i prospected or the way I currently still prospect. So I'm not looking down upon you if you're not going to go for expireds or, or try to serve for sale by owners. What I, I think why I think prospecting has never been an, an issue for me is that I know that I am the best at what I do. I know that nobody else has the same 
great intentions that I have. And I know the value that I could bring to a home seller. So it's never been difficult for me to solicit myself to a for sale by owner because I know all the value that I bring. I know that I could get the house sold quicker. I know I can make it less stressful. I know I can net them more money. So I'm always coming in such a place of service. And that's why prospecting and cold calling has never been hard for me because I just know that it's so true. And I'm so, I'm, I'm literally just here serving you and helping you. So I, but if you're, if you're not into those things, that, that's fine. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not discriminating against you or looking down upon you. But if, you, if your thing is that you, you stay in touch with your past clients, well, if every day you're staying in touch with five people, double it to 10. I think that if they take one thing out of this podcast is just double up whatever you're doing. Double up. Okay. I think it's great advice. Thank you for sharing and being extremely transparent about everything about your life, your personal superpower. Um, I think everyone needs to focus in on a superpower and whatever that is and use that as a launching pad towards their success. Um, so do you mind sharing a little bit about this project that you were sharing with me earlier and, 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 and sharing with our listeners um, this, this thing? Because I think it's super important. Absolutely. So I'm super, super excited about it. And it has changed multiple times. What it was is uh, a close friend of mine reached out to me and uh, he decided he wanted to raise money for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. And our goal was initially to raise a half a million dollars. So we said, how could we do that? And we said, well, we could ask all of our friends, we could ask all of our family, or we could put on the biggest real estate convention or event that Long Island or New York has ever seen. And we called it the real estate revolution. And our plan was we booked it out about 90 days out and we opened up tickets and all of the money was going to be given to the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. Uh, we had nine of the top gurus in every industry. I was the re only real estate agent or broker speaking, but uh, there was the number one fix and flipper in New York. There was the number one wholesaler, the number one um, tax attorney. So I'm talking like the, to get in front of these people is mind blowing. And the knowledge that they were going to put out there was incredible. And in the first two weeks, we sold over 500 tickets. Wow. And then because of COVID-19, now in New York, we can't have big gatherings. So now when everyone is running from the fire, what, what I do and a lot of my close friends do is we run right towards that fire. So we said, okay, what can we do to really turn this into a positive in this situation? So what we decided to do is move the event up. So mark your calendars and hopefully you can put this in the show notes or mm -hmm. everyone can find me uh, and I'll give out all of my platforms because I've been promoting it 24 seven, but Sunday, April 19th okay. from 12 to about 8 PM, we are going to be streaming live this event wow. and we decided to make it a hundred percent free. Now, if you're in a financial position and you um, can give, a hundred dollars, a dollar, or a million dollars, then God bless you. But we feel like in this time where everyone's stuck home and everybody is so scared, let's give away all of our knowledge. Because the goal of this is not only to raise an incredible amount of money for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, but it's to teach everybody how to build a business, 
how to create money in real estate and set their families up. So if something like this ever happens again, they're not in a position where they're worried about making a mortgage payment, a rent payment, or how they're going to feed their family. That's amazing. So if people are interested to get access, they can go to www.longislandrealestaterevolution.com. They could also jump on my Instagram, which is Brian Carp L-I, and it's Brian is B-R-Y-A-N. They could also go on YouTube, which is also Brian Carp L-I, and we have a bunch of videos, a bunch of links. If anybody wants to get in contact with me, have questions about this event, or there's anything else I could do to help them, of course, um, private messaging me or DMing me on Instagram or Facebook, is always a really easy way to get in touch with me, but you can also email me. And my email address is brian at soldbybrian.com. Brian is with a Y. And my website is soldbybrian.com. Perfect. And we will absolutely put all that information into the show notes. And we'll make sure that in our email communication to our subscribers, that'll be in there as well. You have my word. Awesome. Awesome. Listen, Brian, thank you so much for being so transparent. Thank you for sharing your knowledge about who you are, the passion that you bring um, to this industry. Thank you for sharing what it takes, in your opinion, to grow and sustain a real estate business. Um, I appreciate you giving your time. So once you give it, you can never get it back. Thank you so much. Um, and I look forward to connecting with you in the near future. And I really appreciate your time. It's my pleasure. I feel blessed to be where I am today. And if everyone on this podcast could just take one piece of action, that's it. Just take action because I'm going to leave you with this. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. So you don't need to know what to say or what to do. Just take action. Awesome. Gave me chills, bud. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All the best to you and your family. Stay healthy and we'll connect soon. Awesome. Thanks, brother. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you are fit to work with Peak Results Academy, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to peakresultsacademy.com slash call. That's peakresultsacademy.com slash call and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, what do you really want out of life and your business? Number two, what is not working for you today? And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to create massive change in these areas. Remember, changing your life and creating massive results does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. We're helping clients all over the world create peak results in their health, in their businesses, and in their personal lives. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to peakresultsacademy.com call. We'll chat soon.